Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your Anime DGMs with the BS Hour, episode 20. Like we always have, two fun topics. First being our review of Wolf Children. It's an interesting one, but I had fun with it personally. And then we're going to do the DGN set sale, which we will explain to you uh, at the right time. But first, we're going to get into a little bit of news. Uh, we have Marin Miller. She will not surprise her role at Ranking the King's Chest of Courage. And guys, I was surprised that she came out and said this, but she won't be working with Crunchyroll ever again because of how her contract was like written, which I thought was kind of nuts. Have y'all heard anything like that before from a voice actor? No. Okay. Not from know. voice actors, but I've seen things like that in like Hollywood and stuff like that, you know? Okay. All right. Yeah, this is the first time I've heard of something like this, so I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, she's actually... Over her contract? Yeah. She said there were some unforeseen clauses and uh, kind of like some illegal language in the Crunchyroll contract. And she was mm -hmm. working directly uh, with them. And she was Kage's mother's voice for the English dub. So she's okay. done. Yeah, it's a wrap. But luckily for us, uh, Rankings of Kings fans, she doesn't appear too, too much in the show. So <laughs> <laughs> Won't even notice. Hey, hey, I hope she gets a better contract in the future. But, you know, what can I say? Well, GG's. I, I watch subbed anyway, so. Oof. <laughs> it only matters to me, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, we actually got some uh, Insomniacs after school news, too. Um, for all the uh, romance fans out there, there's going to be a live action film premiere in Japan on June 23rd. The official Twitter has also released a clip for, from the movie for promotion, so. I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know about y'all, but, you know, we'll see what's up with it. If it yeah. ever comes over here. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably not something I would check out, but the fact that this might be the only live-action genre that could work from anime and manga. <laughs> yeah, it, like, makes the most sense, right? Like, if you try to do shonen, you have to, like, animate powers and things like this, but they're just taking pictures of the nice guy. Yeah, there's no gum-gum fruit. There's none of that stuff required. <laughs> exactly. Super easy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I didn't actually know about this until a few days ago, and I was surprised it's coming out uh, in a few days here. We recorded this on the 20th, so you guys know, but very surprised. But I think it could be, be good for people that are into that, you know? Yeah. And Rising of the Hill Shield Heroes Season 3 will hold a world premiere tour in five countries, U.S., France, Germany, Canada, Japan, starting with Anime Expo in L.A. on July 3rd. Are we excited about that? Have you even watched it, Dan? No, I haven't watched this no. yet. You guys, you talked, about it. You guys oh, okay. talked about a turtle for like three days, and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> Bro, so yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited about season three because the you know, turtle season was so shit, they mm -hmm. have to come out with a banger this time because if not, they're going to lose it, you know? Yeah, the, the pressure's on from uh, from the, like, the fans because season two was absolute hot garbage so i'm excited to see what they say about season three how much they're going to try to hype it up and then excited to see how much of like how much they can deliver of the hype they're building well yeah. I, I mean it's based on a manga right pretty sure yeah yeah it yeah is. so just go see what the next uh like go look at a synopsis of the next you, uh you know i won't you know i won't stop that <laughs> well more if it says they're gonna be in the back of a giant bald eagle flying through the sky and be like all right it's a wrap i'm not watching this shit you know uh, bro the see, first season was a banger you don't understand you know it was so good 
It really yeah. was so good. And the second I, season, it just like, what the what what happened, bro? <laughs> it was absolute garbage, actually. Uh, I think this was like the first isekai I actually ever watched, but it was we'll good, see about season three. It, it was, and then I had to watch that bullshit after. So, <laughs> well, awesome. Well, we got Doctor Stone, uh, part two of New World is going to be dropping in October, and a little birdie named Tyler was telling me before we started recording that he might have to catch up on Doctor Stone so we can do it in the rundown. Oh boy, Ooh, yeah. what? I think that's doable, right? It is. It's very doable. I'd I'd be so excited. Yeah, do that. Yeah, Get that done. I mean, don't y'all I mean y'all caught up, right? So don't y'all think that the second part's gonna is it, you know, pretty exciting, whatever's going on? Yeah. Yeah, we're building up to oh, some yeah. fun. I think we're building up to a really, really exciting uh conflict, I guess. It's gotten uh, so much yeah. more interesting and they've added so much to the plot. Yeah. I'm I'm really, really excited for the second part. Okay, of a okay. new world. Yeah, we'll but see. yeah, to watch it by October is extremely doable. I think yeah. I watched it in a week. Well, yeah, I caught it, up. It, I watched the first two seasons. The first season, or was it two? Is this the second yeah. season? Yeah, it's the second season, yeah. Oh, yeah, I watched the first season in like a week, dude. Kick. Was it like... Third, third uh, season. This is the... Sorry, the third season. It was like, I don't know, it was like 30-something episodes or something to catch yeah. up. I was say, it's only like, what, 16 or 12 episodes or something? Yeah, season? somewhere in there. I think it's like yeah. 16 a season. Yeah, super easy. Yeah, I can do it by uh, fall, so. Excellent, that- excellent. So, guys, next we got Demon Slayer. They announced the Hashira Training Art Adaptation, and they released a little bit of some visual teasers for us. Uh, did y'all get to take a look at it? Yes, sir. It had, what, uh, four Hashira in there. Uh, it had Ginya's brother and... Uh, Yes, sir. Who else did it have? It had Saname. It had the stone Hashira, who's always crying. Um, the water Hashira, and then the snake one. Yeah, I'm excited to see more about the snake one. Um, looks super creepy, but it was really nice to uh, Mitsuri. Got out of the green socks, so I'm excited to see about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Dan was saying in our previous episode that uh, this is supposed to be like a shorter arc, um, but I'm, I'm sure they'll drag it out to the 13 episodes or whatever they normally do. No, really? <laughs> no, this no? is like maybe like three to six episodes worth of wow. content in the arc. It's pretty short. I mean, it's just it's a it's a training arc. It's a training you know? arc. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it might be like a TV special, not even like a full season or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm down. I think with it. they'll pull another Mugen train. Honest. Kind of the same feel as that. I don't know if they'll release it as a movie though, because I feel like if they were going to release it as a movie, they would have said that. Right. Okay. Right. That's fair. It'd be cool if it was a movie, though. I'd go see Demon Slayer in theaters like for a third time. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, you gotta say again, dog. A third time. <laughs> well, uh, we also got some One Piece live action news. Apparently, uh, the One Piece live action is coming out on August 31st, you know, in Netflix. It's gonna be eight episodes long. Uh, I, we assume an hour a piece, so um, pretty excited that Oda you know, gave to go ahead and it's set to come out now. So now we get to see, we get to see if it's going to take over the world or not. So, yeah, I, I'm sure you guys both like saw the trailers. Like did those get you pumped? Yeah. The CGI looked amazing, bro. Honestly. Yeah. The sea Kings looked incredible, but yeah, some of, awesome. some of the environments they were in, like, I think it was when they were, you know, Zoro's on the, uh, 
I don't, yeah. I don't want I don't want to say a cross, but the cross, you know, and like post, he's there. The, post. the background looks so fucking corny. And yeah. it looked like a CSGO map, like dead ass, like on the spot. <laughs> a lot of people's complaining about that too. So So that... I looked into it a little bit. I mean, well, I saw it on Twitter. I'm not gonna say I yeah. did research. Um so I was scrolling Twitter and actually they got to ask someone that was working on the movie, and this is what wasn't any of like the final cut scenes. So all that was work in progress, thank God, because some of it did look like CSGO, like you said. Um, but I'm cautiously op- optimistic. The last Airbender still is very fresh in my mind, even though that was over a decade ago. Almost two decades ago. That hurt. Yeah, um, we, were, we were kids for that one, dude. Ooh, yeah, I was like 10, 11 years old. But regardless, was, I, I'm, I'm trying to be cautious. So I, I heard that... Um... That was a year old. That vid- the the content in the the video was a year old. So we'll see. So yeah, but it's got me feeling better about it. Uh, as as y'all have known, I've been almost wholly against it, but that that gave me some some hope. I think they picked good characters, though. I think the characters fit uh, the personalities well. Um, yeah, I didn't the see 100%. Usopp's nose, though. You know, Dude, they can't put that on there. <laughs> they can't put that on there. Uh, I, was gonna, I, I, I don't was believe that's kosher, my, my man. I, that would not be good. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the one thing I noticed that I really didn't like is that. So the actress playing Nami has like naturally almost the right hair color. And they put her in a wig yeah. and the way you can just tell is a shitty wig. And it I'm is hopefully, a shitty wig. Hopefully they do something to like, you know, in after production to make it look more real. But yeah, it was like it was a shitty wig. I was like, she has the right length hair to see if she'll dye it orange, but maybe she wouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I know the photo that you're talking about. Is that her natural hair color or is somebody like just Photoshop that shit? No, that's like her, her natural hair color is like a light brown. That would have worked, honestly. Yeah. Just a little, little bit of orange highlight and color today. But the wig is there. All we can do is pray. Yeah, GG's. I but mean, yeah, if, that, if that's the worst things about this movie, though, like I'm, I'm for it, though. You know what 100%. I mean? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna cover all the way through Arlong Park, so I think we're gonna be getting like, based on like the titles, it's gonna be like you know, like probably like ten episodes of, or not ten, but like five to seven episodes of One Piece, like put into each episode. So it should be pretty good. It should be well paced. Hey, yeah. well paced One Piece. And Hopefully. I'm not gonna lie, um, our boy uh, Luffy, I, I don't know his, the kid's name, to, but he does a wonderful job, I think. I think he shines as Luffy. I was so. mad. He doesn't have a scar. On it. He doesn't have a scar on his face, though, and that kind of ticked me off. So they better have that in post-production, too. I will see. We'll That's see. such a big part of his backstory, though, you know? Like, it is. It's actually pretty huge. Um, and I'm actually glad you said something, because I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, we got one one more little piece of news for you. So this is one that I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Agriculture machine manufacturer Yanmar Holdings announced on Tuesday that it is producing an original anime project called Miri, or To Envision, which will feature robots designed by tractor engineers. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so much fun. No uh, release date at this time, but imagine if John Deere teamed up with Cartoon Network to make a cartoon, like a Transformers with John Deere tractors. That's all I can think of in my head. 
I'm going to let the country boy bleed out of me on this one. That sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to hold you, man. Like John Deere Mecca's? Come on, bro. Dude. I went to their website and uh, it was literally like, yeah, perfect tractor for under 25 acres. I was like, this is a rotting lawnmower. Nice. This is a rotting lawnmower. <laughs> well, boys, uh, when this comes out, we're giving it a first look. You heard it here first. Hell yeah. <laughs> As long as it's not, this. If it ain't shit, I'll probably watch the whole thing. So you know me. <laughs> well yeah. Tyler you want to get us to do a movie review yes sir uh, so we did a movie called Wolf Children it is a 2012 movie directed by Hosada Mamori Mamoru I think it is also known for Digimon adventure films uh, the studio name is Chizu um, that did it yeah so, yeah you huh oh sorry I thought you were yeah, asking yeah. something no 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 uh, so the summary for this show is kind of basically Wolf Children follows the story of the widow, Hana, and her children. Throughout the story, Hana is faced with several unique challenges that makes being a single mother even harder. And, you know, to start this off, uh, the movie kind of uh, came out in opening scenes with uh, just a girl laying down in a field of flowers. And I think it had uh, the uh, dad, husband, that we didn't know at the time was actually the husband. Uh, is that right? I believe it was because, uh, just like, thinking back, I think the person, like, transformed into a wolf or vice versa. Um, but it was, like, a really nice intro to a movie. Yeah. It was really dope. It was, I think most of it was hand-drawn at that point, like, the background at least. Uh, but it set, like, a really peaceful tone. Yeah, and it, I think the the I think it was UK Yuki, I believe, uh, which is the daughter of Hana, and she she opened it up saying, "This is a story about my mother. The man she fell in love with was a wolf." So nasty, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey so, man, she didn't know at the time. <laughs> Give her a break. Yeah, I'm sure that caught us all off guard. I think it caught me off guard when I first watched it. But I mean, the movie is titled Wolf Children. So, you know, obviously something happened. So, See, yeah, when when, uh, when you recommended this, Tyler, I thought it was going to be like just feral children or something like that. Or children oh, like raised a by a wolf or vice versa. One of the two, a lady okay. and her pet wolves or something. Uh, but yeah, when 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 the little girl said this is a story about uh my mom falling in love with a wolf. I was like, I literally said that. What I just said, I was like, you nasty hoe. Um, <laughs> I, I started messaging these guys and I was like, what in the furry shit are you making me watch, Tyler? Like, what is going on here? So both of these boys, you know, they started watching and uh, they thought that the guy would uh, stay longer, but he's like, a, he he stays in the opening scenes, basically. Um and I guess they was kind of worried, which I kind of was too when I first watched this. Uh, but he, he he doesn't even have a name. That's how irrelevant he is. He basically just is a driver's license photo for the whole show. So <laughs> I wouldn't say the whole movie. I mean, it was probably a solid 20 minutes, right? With them yeah, falling was, in he love. He was in it for about, about 25 minutes or something like that. Yeah, he was a nice guy, though. You but know? if you go to like uh, IMDb, like it's literally Wolfman. Yeah, I think it's, Mal it's is called uh, Okami or something like that, which, which just is means wolf, wolf. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so the movie opens up with basically after the intro with the scene of flowers and the uh, Yuki narrating it, it opens up with her in school and she meets a student or so she thinks he's a student. And she basically like goes up to him like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm so and so. It's really hard to take a class without the book. So if you want to borrow mine and he's just like, I'm not even a student here. And she's like, what the hell's going on with this guy? And she's interested. So she basically chases him through the school, down to the road, introduces herself and they start talking. He starts using her textbook and they fall in love, you know, classic, classic romance right there. Mm -hmm. And they fall in love. And um, well, Wolfman, who we don't know is a wolf at the time, her love interest Basically, like after all of this is like, I have a huge secret I have to tell you. And homie just turns into a bipedal wolf. And <laughs> she's just like, oh, that's fine. I'm cool with that. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is wrong with you, girl? You don't talk to anybody, <laughs> do you? Girl was desperate. She was already in love. She was overlooking a lot of things. Uh, that was some but freaky I, I, ass I shit. Like I, I just I, wasn't expecting that like, yeah. at all. I wasn't either, either. Uh, but I feel like a lot of time passed between, like you can tell that uh, they uh, they put in like little time skips uh, in between this first opening, because I think a lot of time did pass in between the first meeting and the time where uh, he turn he shows her, her his true self. So right. yeah, I'd say it was probably like a year or something like that, maybe half a year. Yeah, I was gonna say like a semester, maybe two. Yeah, four to eight months, something like that. Yeah. But regardless, like when you get that far along, you know, then what are you gonna do if something like that happens? Like you know this man. Uh, are you asking me? <laughs> what the fuck are you trying to ask us? We're out. <laughs> I'm fucking out, bro. What are you? <laughs> yeah, I was are like, you gonna what break are you gonna his do? arm, I'm bro? I'm, I'm leaving. I'm out, dog. It's, I'm oh, gone. You gonna eat you, bro? For breaking this hard. I'm about to take the chance. I'm gonna take the chance. I'm about to take the chance, dog. Ain't no, no fucking way. No, bro. <laughs> I mean, she'd have to be a 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 for me to even stick around for that nah, one. I ain't hitting no wolf pussy. No, nah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's oh, fucking dang. crazy. <laughs> yeah, so after that, they go back to her apartment and um, they help. And he is in wolf form. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he's in like half man, half wolf form. <laughs> we ahead, don't Tyler, actually see it. We don't actually see oh it. I'm, I'm defending my man here. They came he showed up for his air, secret. And he was in wolf form, dog. Nah. But yeah, he can no. instantly switch, right? Basically, look at look at Yuki and them. They can just he, like, bam. Dude, he kissed her. He, they kissed when he was in wolf form. What do you want How us to think? It doesn't even work. It doesn't work. I, I, it was working for them. It was working fine for them. <laughs> Fucking. Well. You know, do, do don't, don't fret, co- y'all. Don't do fret. Need, do we need to have the conversation about the birds and the bees with you right now, Tyler? <laughs> no, no I, I, I'll watch videos later, bro. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, he's going to be on YouTube. How, what, what does this mean? How does this work with a wolf? How does a so, wolf... <laughs> I, I like to talk about how I was feeling uh, when this happened. I was concerned about this movie. Um, <laughs> I was very concerned. I was like, "Is this is this is is this actually going to be some furry shit right now? Is this I, what's happening to me?" I um, think I had to reassure both of y'all. Honestly, I think I did. Right? Did I have I was, to reassure both of y'all and be like, "You know, trust 
It's not about that. I think it was just Dan. I, I got through it. it. I, I watched it on, uh, I think, like Friday of last week. And I was like, I hope my sister does not come out of her room during this. <laughs> I was, I was like, oh, my off. God, this is not going to look good. <laughs> well, back to the plot. <laughs> Congratulations. They are pregnant. Yeah, but you can't pregnant. go to the doctor because she doesn't know if it's going to come out as a wolf or a this human. This shit is wicked. <laughs> this shit is wicked. <laughs> so basically, she goes the whole nine months carrying this wolf child and can't go see a doctor. Can't, like, leave the house, like, go talk to anybody she knows and basically just turns into a total shut-in if she had any relationships with anyone. And they give birth and everything's fine. But the baby does occasionally turn into a wolf, so that's kind of cool. And then guess what? They have another one. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> popping them things out quick. It which was, is was... where you get our other two main characters, uh, Yume and Ame. Yeah, Yuki, Yuki and Ame. Oh, sorry, Yuki, Yuki and Ame, not Yame. <laughs> I'm combining yeah. them now. And so I, I thought it was really cute though when uh. uh... Like Yuki would turn into a wolf when she was doing her tantrums, you know. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Uh, I did like that they ha- were having a hard time controlling it at first. I thought that was a oh, good yeah, little, switched, little detail. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, then we find out. Uh, I think shortly after Ame was born, uh, probably that same week. Honestly, uh, there was like a. There's storms and storming outside, and a husband, Wolfman, over here, I guess, goes out to try to get something to eat because he like catches the food for uh, Hana to you know fix up and stuff. And he never did come back home, so she went out looking for him with you know both kids on her, you know, uh, persons carrying them or whatever, and she actually finds him dead. Uh, not really sure how he died. Uh, uh, he just was dead in a on the banks of. Uh, yeah, it was like a like a ravine. Yeah, it looked like he like went after a quail in the ravine and like hurt himself and died. Um, yeah. it was tragic, but I was also like, "Yo, what the fuck? Are you serious? Um, you got two kids and a wife, and you jumping in ravines, my dude." But and it was. Hey. Even more tragic, uh, you know, that uh, right about the same time, the city workers came and, like, removed his body and put it, just put it in a bag and threw it in the back of a garbage truck, basically, while Hana is, was watching, and she just breaks down. That was a, that was a pretty tough scene, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that oh, yeah, was definitely. actually hard to watch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, part just broke for her, because that was her one person in the world, you know, who could help her raise these hybrid kiddos and uh that just had to be so crushing for her man yeah like she's wearing like both of her babies on her back like watching her man get put in a a garbage truck that that was nuts i'm uh su- surprised that she came back so well from that she knew she still had a job to do and, and she did the best she could with what she had it was actually really impressive i i, I loved uh hana the main character she was awesome yeah i really did too and yeah, definitely then she, uh, then it just basically showed like a montage of like, uh, uh, stories about her kids and stuff and her living in the city 
and um they, them just growing up and just doing her just struggling to be a single mom and then she decided that she wanted to move because she realized that I think her neighbors and stuff was like coming up there beating on the doors and stuff because Ame just cried all the time and uh, I think they actually kicked her out because uh, Yuki was like howling and shit you know and they thought they she had dogs in the apartment or pets in the apartment it wasn't a you know pet friendly place so they actually pack up and go house hunting in the countryside and they actually find like a rundown um uh house i guess or uh, something in the woods with a little bit of a farmland and she was like i'll take it and uh they just start working on fixing it up and that's i think that's when the true story begins right uh so yeah i i, I do want to go back a little bit to like them living in the city because it was a lot of pressure getting put on hana uh, yeah. CPS showed up at her door a couple of times uh, wanted to do visual checks on the children but they can't control whether they're in wolf form or not if they get too excited they turn into wolves or they start crying or something um, they couldn't go and play with the other kids she had to like have a hood on them the entire time they were outdoors and it's not like she can leave them with somebody because wolves uh, so that was a lot of stress with, her, stress with her just like day to day she couldn't have a job um, so she had to figure something out. She was just burning through all her savings. So she didn't really have a choice. Yeah. She had to, she had to go somewhere where they had some space to be themselves. Yeah. And I really did enjoy the scene with them fixing up the house and doing all the work on it. Cause this place was run down. Like they had to put a lot of work into it. There was se multiple scenes like back to back to back where it's raining. They're trying to fix the roof. And they had they had to have 150 buckets out and cups and everything else, bowls, who knows what, trying to catch rain falling down yep. the floor. And um, by the end of it, they really cleaned this place up. Like it became a home for them. And it was really cool to see that. Yeah. And, and by them, she means I mean, he means uh, Hannah. That was yeah. like all all her, which I thought was she just kept getting better in my eyes. Uh, she she bounced back from having her husband. We'll see what happened to her husband. Um completely redoing a house on her own um and then she even starts trying to farm it, it's just incredible perseverance uh and I, I wanted to add something that becomes a a big plot point later is she also moved out to the country because she wanted her kids to be able to choose whether they wanted to be human or a more of a wolf type person uh so that that comes in later but she she was considered enough about her children to like adapt for them Awesome mother. Yeah. They got so and lucky. She done all that, you know, with these two. Y'all don't understand. Uh, Yuki was wild, bro. Like, in an instant, she would turn into a wolf form and just, like, go ballistic. You know, just go crazy. So, she wouldn't she, listen. She was a very energetic child, that's for sure. Yeah. And by moving out of the country, there was a lot of really cool scenes where they'd be running through the woods as wolves and, you know, uh, Hana be chasing them and everything else. And it was just beautifully animated at that point. Like the animation, in this was stunning. I was like, I was getting Studio Ghibli vibes from it, so I really enjoyed the animation. Yeah, that's. Uh, I thought it would reminded me a lot of Studio Ghibli too. Except, uh, I think Studio Ghibli does a better job at like the backgrounds and stuff, though. I think they do a really good job with that. But the overall animation, I I feel like it was Studio Ghibli worthy. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to wholeheartedly agree to that. A lot of the hand-drawn backgrounds, there was one scene specifically for me 
um, I believe that she was shopping in a store, like when she was still living in the city, and just how vibrant and intricate everything was was a, it was, it was great. I don't have another another word for it. It was top tier. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, man. But yeah, uh, I think uh, in the beginning when they first moved to the country, Ame wanted to be a human. Uh, he he said multiple times that he wanted to be a human, and uh, Yuki wanted to be. I feel like she wanted to be a wolf, um, but she. Uh, I think she was struggling in between, so it kind of surprised me how it turned out towards the end. Uh, I think that this school, um, the school events for Ame really uh, pushed him towards, uh, pushed him away from being a human. So, yeah. So he was reading books as a kid, actually, that they get from the library, and. Um... In all these books, the wolf was portrayed as the bad guy. And he was like, I don't want to be a wolf. I don't want to be a bad guy. And um, when he went to school, you know, he was a very shy kid. And he was probably getting bullied. Like, they showed scenes where, like, it would, like, flash. Like, they did a really cool transition where they went from, like, them being, like, 5 or 6 to, like, 10 or 11. Where it basically just showed them, like, moving from each classroom to each classroom. And by age 10, you know, Ame decided he didn't want to go to school anymore. So when, like, um, the mother thought he was going to school, he was actually just running up into the mountain and exploring. And he found himself his own his own sensei, which was really cool. Yeah, and it was, it, like Tyler was saying, it, like they like flip-flop between each other. Uh, because uh, UK, when they first got there, she was, like, going in the woods all the time. And, like, low-key bullying the, the other animals. Uh, she said at one point she said she peed on a snake to show it who's boss. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and she was like telling the mom about how Ame wouldn't stick up for himself. So it was cool to see that flip and like they really did decide for themselves who they wanted to be in the end. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, he, he forget, they forget to mention that the sensei was a fox. Uh, I'd I thought it was it was gonna be a wolf when I first watched it, but uh, a fox is a good sensei. I believe they they're you know even better than wolves probably in like the teaching um, aspect, you know. So uh, yeah, well, so going off of that, um, they did mention that um, the father's tribe who could turn into wolves is extinct besides him. And it actually turns out that wolves are also extinct in Japan. They haven't been around since like the early 1900s. So yeah. there was no one to teach him the way of being a wolf. And it was interesting because there was, um, Hana gets a job at like a nature reserve conservatory kind of thing where she basically just provides information to people who want to go out in the woods and explore and see everything. And she's basically like an interpreter, park interpreter kind of role. And um, they actually have a wolf at this preserve that was, you know, which is why Hana went and got the job because she thought the wolf was going to be a wild wolf that they were like rehabilitating or something. But it turns right. out that this was a wolf born in the Moscow Zoo and some rich ass dude bought it. It was just keeping it as a pet. And when he passed away, nobody knew what to do with it. So they donated it to the preserve. So she was hoping that this wolf could be a mentor to Ame and that just didn't work out. So it was great that he did find his Fox sensei in the woods, you know? Yeah, it was really awesome. And then, um, it was a, it was a really important scene. I think touch uh, more touching scene. Uh, when they leave that seeing the, the, uh, Fox that was raised in captivity, 
Ame asked, uh, Hana is like, was our dad like that? She was like, what do you mean? She's like, he looked sad. And she says, definitely not. Uh, your dad was a good, uh, a good, joyful man. Um, and you could even tell that they did a good job, like kind of like putting like a shimmer in the wolf's eyes. And you could tell like it did not want to be there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool little scene right there because he's, he's, he's he is trying to figure out who he is uh, as a person, little Ame. And he's trying to figure out how to make sense of being a wolf as a young child. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like we had mentioned, it was kind of really cool that they kind of flip flopped their roles with Ame wanting to be a human in UK wanting to be a wolf because, you know, you may throughout school is, you know, she's a tomboy. She loves like bugs and snakes and animal skulls and all that kind of stuff. And she kind of realizes that little girls don't like that stuff. So she really assimilates to the persona of a, you know, a, a grade school girl throughout this. And there's a scene where um, there's a transfer student. His name is Sohei. And basically he's like, gives her a whiff and is like, do you have animals? And she starts panicking like, holy shit, is he going to figure out my secret? But this guy just starts pestering the shit out of her, chasing her through the school. And he corners her to like talk to her and like, why are you avoiding me? All this kind of stuff. And she has like a panic attack and turns into a wolf like partially and actually slices his ear, which leads to this whole debacle. Like you can't, you can't hack somebody's ear up like this if you're a human. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing was tore up. Uh, he even had like some scarring afterwards. Yeah. But um, it led to kind of the big decision in her life where um, there was like this nasty storm, which led to the climax of both these care, both their character developments where she got stuck at the school and um, Sohei did as well because his mother got remarried and didn't want anything to do with them. So they both got stuck at the school and she actually tells him that, hey, I'm part wolf. And he's like, I've known this the whole time ever since that day, like your secret's safe with me. And they had a really good bonding moment there, which I liked, but she decided to stay human and go that route. While during the storm, it turns out that Ame Sensei the fox was injured and wasn't going to live much longer. And he knew that the creatures of the forest needed a leader. So this is when he decides to go to the wild. And that whole scene led to Hana chasing him through the woods, falling, getting injured, and Ame saving her. But being like, you know, there were no words at all. It was all emotion, him just leaving. And you get this really touching scene with him running up the mountainside just to kind of like, I guess, like portray that he's going to be the leader of the mountain now. And it was really cool to see like both sides of the story close in a happy way. It was honestly tragic for Hana to see that happen. But I think she understood. Yeah. I think she understood. Yeah, she I mean, understood definitely at the end when he got to the top, he gave out a howl, you know, and I think that's him letting her know that, you know, er- everything's OK, you know. He couldn't hug his mama though. Can't I give mean, him a, that. That shit was whack to me. I, I yeah, think it, it was whack too. But I mean, yeah. you know, he's a he's a wolfman. He's he's got other things to do now. You know, it he's got to protect it. the forest. <laughs> man, but. he got time to hug his mama. That's <laughs> he, man's got a packed schedule for a wolf. I tell you what. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I forgot to mention before that when uh, Hana was knocked out, she had a basically like. She met her husband in her, her dreams, essentially. And he's like, you did such a good job raising our children. And she's worried about Ame. And he's like, no, he's choosing his own path. He's, you know, chose the wild. And you did a great job raising him to make that decision. And that's kind of when it hit her in the head, like, okay, this is the right thing to do. Right. And I thought it was interesting that, like, 
So if you're talking about an actual wolf, they're adults at age 10. So he was older than like the, his like 10-year-old or 12-year-old self, however, however old he was. Um, and she had, didn't realize that. And you even see uh, UK also say, hey, I'm tired of getting treated like a kid as if she's already an adult. So mentally, they're growing a lot faster than what she realizes. And they both leave, with, I think, when they're between like 12 or 13 or so. And they do start living on their own and doing their own thing, and they handle themselves well, it seemed. Um, but I thought it was unfortunate for Hana that they had such a short childhood. Um, well, I mean, UK is... But she did a good like, job. UK will come home. I mean, she's just at, um, like, since they live so far in the country, she has to yeah. go live in a dorm for a school, because you can't sure. make it to a high school from there, so... Um, you know, they both took their own path and it was really cool to see them pick that. But, um, I thought the scene at the very end where Hana is in their house, I don't remember if she was like sewing or something and you just hear the wolf howl in the background and she just smiles. And I was like, oh, that's really touching. Yeah. That's how, you know, you know, I wonder if he like does that, you know, pretty often that way she knows that he's okay. You know, that would be I pretty mean, touching. So I, I would, I would really hope so. Uh, if he's not polite enough to just show up at the house every once in a while. At least I, I was hope he howls say. at least nightly. That's I was going to say, it's, fucking, it's like a 30-minute run down the mountain. Like, go <laughs> hi to your mom every now and then. Don't you know? say hi to your fucking mom, dude. She <laughs> raised you, guy. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, I mean, the movie had a lot of cool themes that I actually wanted to bring up. Obviously, the challenges of being a single mother and trying to give your children the best, you know, opportunity to succeed in life. And Hana kicked ass with that. And, yeah. um, I mean, that's just something that you don't often see in a mo in an animated movie, you know? So I thought it was really cool that they touched on that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it was crazy the amount of perseverance she had. I thought that was a very strong theme throughout the movie. But I think, like, the really the overarching thing was, theme was, like, just be yourself. Chase what you want in life. I mean, she hooked up with a wolf man. And then her kids grew up to do very different things. I think both very successful at what they're doing. I don't know how to gauge the, the wolf thing. Um, <laughs> but it was just, it's just cool to see how different each one of the family member's stories were. But you could look to all of them and say they were really successful at what they were trying to be trying to do. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Especially like the farming. That, that I mean, that's no joke. Uh, oh, yeah. The, yeah, the dad she, died, but he was a good dude. You know, it was it was it was cool to see. Yeah, and it was cool that the whole um how that whole village lived together and helped each other out. And uh old grumpy Nirasaki was kind of the MVP of you know getting them up on their feet when it came to farming and everything else like that. He was a really fun character. I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, yeah I didn't know he was Go ahead. I, I was going to say, even though he was, you know, a dick, you know, basically, but he loved him in his own way. You know, after he figured out that they was going to try, they was actually going to try, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, he, he it was all tough love from him. He was, he was really, he, yeah, he got, like Dan said, he got the whole town uh, to like come around Hana and help, help them uh, out so they could survive. But he was also calling her a fucking idiot all the time. Yeah, uh, but like, like, not even like smiling jokingly either. It, it, you, like he was just like, you look like a fucking fool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I appreciated it though. But there was a scene later in the movie where uh, one of the townspeople was like, oh, Nirasaki's always gushing over you. Like he really does care about you. So like, you know, it's just it's the act. Yeah. yeah. It's like that Clint Eastwood angry guy all the time. Same kind of vibe. Yeah, I had a couple ball coaches like that. 
<laughs> he would never like compliment you to your face, but like, be like that kid's really cool, and he'd be like, "Well, you never talk about me like that," but you wouldn't know it because he's an asshole <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, do you guys want to uh, get to some ratings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who was go first? Me. Well, go yeah, Tyler, you picked the movie. You go first. So, uh, I think I would give this like a probably a seven point five eight. Probably something like that. I thought it, uh, other than the first, you know, you know, the furry shit at the, at the beginning. <laughs> this, this, this movie was like a really uh, deep and uh, thought out movie that looked pretty good. I thought, and I think it's better than Twilight. Like I was telling the boys, uh, <laughs> if you like Twilight, you definitely love this. So entirely from a different story. If, if it's better or worse than Twilight. I've never it is seen an it. entirely different story. There's no giant <laughs> war arc. <laughs> you never know, man. I mean, you know, Ame was having trouble in the woods, bro, with the, you know, everything before since they, you know, taught him how to live. So cool. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I would probably go about like a six and a half for me. Um, I enjoyed the movie, but. There were points where it felt like it, I don't want to say dragging, but like it was a long fucking movie. And I feel like they could have moved the story along a little faster. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I checked the amount of time left, I think, five or six times when I was watching this. <laughs> um, they, it could have been it could have been an easy hour, 20 minutes instead of two hours long. Um, but the animation kind of carried it for me. The story was good. Um, I I really felt for all the characters, which is important for me when I'm watching something. I thought the characters were really, really uh, good and kind of relatable, even though there are three of them. Well, two of them are wolves, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, I mean, they were still relatable. And uh, I, I had to give it like a I think it's six, seven, or six, eight. Um, you, you get minus one point for for the wolf scene uh, with them sleeping together. But other than that, it was cool. Yeah. I just wonder why, like, Yuki was the one that narrated the whole thing from start to finish, you know? I, I always wondered about that. Well, so. I mean, in the end, Ame is, went full wolf, so who else is going to narrate it, you know? Hana, maybe? <laughs> Since it talked about Hana a lot? You well, know? It, was a, it was a story about her mother, you know? So it made sense the way they told it. I like that. Yeah, I, I just I just never understood, you know, why why Yuki was the one narrating, but... That's you know, what they, it, it was still it was still good regardless. So yeah, I mean that was just an artistic choice, you know. I thought it was a good one, by the way. Yeah, yeah. it's a it can it can get a little odd if she were to narrate her own story, um, because one who would she be telling it to? Because her kids are gone. But yeah, I thought it was a good I thought it was a good narrative device for UK to be telling it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, awesome. You guys want to get into our next much lighter, much more funny. A uh, little segment we're going to get into. I'm here for it, bro. Let's do it. So this is the DGEN's set sale. So we're all set in sale for the grand line, baby. We're going into the One Piece world. But first, we got to assemble our crew just like Luffy did. <laughs> so instead of sticking to the One Piece verse on this, we're choosing four characters from any anime you can imagine to set sail with us. Couple rules because, you know, again, you pick Goku, you just blow up the whole world. You know, you're fine. You win. You're the <laughs> pirate king. Yeah. 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 You know, you're like, you just one tap everyone, one punch man, same thing. So 
characters needed to be power scaled to basically like the low town part of One Piece. So right before the end of the Grand Line, that way we're not picking any showstoppers. And you have to either pick a power or a devil fruit or like an ability or a weapon or something like that to have your character bring in. So say you pick. I don't know. Um. Luffy, obviously, you know, you would be like, oh, Luffy has the gum gum fruit. So we kind of each gave our characters a fruit or talked about their power, their weapon they would bring over. So I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I want want to hear about y'all's crews, man. Yeah. And speaking of Luffy, I'm pretty sure we decided that as the main character ourselves, we are all going to be Monkey D. Luffy. Is that right? Is that what we decided? So we are Monkey D. Luffy. Before we said uh, said sell on a grand line, and well, you, we're picking out four people. So, well, you guys know what the D stands for, right? Yeah, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so we did try and base our characters remotely off of the four original crew members of the Straw Hats. So, Bass, you want to get started with your navigator? Yes. So I, I was surprised that nobody else picked her. Um, because I think she is one, just in general, a great narrative device in her own show. Um, she's honestly as pull city, uh, for Oda, just in case he needs any, any narrative help. But I picked Bulma from, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, mother Bulma from DB's, uh, super. Okay. Okay. So she's going to be my navigator and my engineer for obvious reasons. She's a freaking genius. Uh, no <laughs> devil fruit. Doesn't need one. She has capsules. Um, and so basically, you know, she's a support fighter, uh, kind of like Nami. She's not going to really 1v anybody of s- considerable strength, but she can kind of pop off on smaller people a little bit. Um, I would also like her there because she is a great tactician, even in her own universe. And she's a, she's a good mind just to have around for idea making. Um, I think she'd be cool. I think she would have figured out a better like log post system um and like have actually really accurate readings like like a uh dragon ball radar so i think that'd be really cool make everything simple for us <laughs> and she's the freaking queen of gadgets so like think about how big some pirate ships are because they have to have so much on board and fit so many people we put everything in capsules dog you can put your whole boat in a capsule like, we it would never get stolen we wouldn't have to worry about keeping it safe when we went on the island other than her having it in her back pocket. And all she really needs is space to store her capsules. Um, so, like, as far as, like, attacks, I'm, like, thinking stuff like uh, like Usopp's, like, shooting green stars and stuff like that. Oh, with capsules. She throws capsules. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, like, as she goes throughout the story, she gets a little bit better at, at making the capsules and different kinds of capsules. But, yeah, I think she just has so much value in, in the engineering and the navigating. It's... Best support character I, th- I could think of, and you guys lost. You got to think too. I mean, she she can wrangle in Vegeta, so she can handle some pirates. Oh yeah, like she's got like that angry manipulative manipulative thing, like like Nami does. Nami's got nothing on taming the Prince of the Saiyans, dude. Come on, <laughs> hey, that's facts though, dog. That's, that's facts. facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like her and Frankie would get along, bro. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Frankie I've, would be damn near useless, bro. Like she can build time machines. Like we'd still have the going merry. Bro, we 
Cranky is not useless, bro. You need someone to holler super. Ah, damn, that's a good point. Every once in a while. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That, that's a good point. While he's in his underwear. So I feel like Bulma would just be throwing capsules to close at Frankie all day. <laughs> oh, constantly. Constantly. <laughs> and we all know, like, you know, she could also be like a flex cook because we know Bulma can throw down. She's been feeding Saiyans uh, for the last however many years of her life, 20 something years of her life. So just in case my cook gets long, gets gone or whatever happens, we can still eat well. So, oh, yeah. Capsule food. Good luck with that. Hey, <laughs> she got started up. Can't quit playing with my girl. Alrighty. Well, I guess I'll go with mine. And I picked uh, uh, Shikamaru from Naruto as like my navigator slash tactician. I think he's capable of that. I think he's, his IQ is pretty high to figure something out. Let's figure out how to navigate seas and such, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. I decided to give him a fruit that match his abilities in Naruto. Uh, I just named it the Shadow Shadow Fruit, you know, because, you know, he's got the ability to paralyze people with his shadow fruit powers. Um, I said he's very smart, capable, uh, high IQ, very high battle awareness. He's the right-hand man in Naruto, and I think that he would be a close if not the right hand for me, uh, I think he would be like either a Sanji or a, you know, a Zoro uh, type of person. He's just not that strong in fighting, I don't think. Um, he's just got a lot of awareness, so. Yeah, I mean, Shikamaru can definitely fight. I mean, it's tough to compare any ninja who isn't Naruto or Sasuke. Yeah. On power sure. level, because they're so broken, but Shikamaru's got moves, you know? Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you picked the Shadow Shadow fruit because that is actually Gecko Moria's fruit. So you might have to think of a better name for that one. <laughs> well, I looked it up and there's actually like three versions of the Shadow Shadow fruit kind of deal. There's like Gecko Moria. Uh, there's a uh, um, uh, Blackbeards, and then there's another one that uh, allows, I think clones oh. to be made from the shadows or something. I'm not sure. Uh, okay, I was gonna say because Blackbeards is the dark, dark fruit, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it it, it revolves around shadows, kind of, you know, too. So, um, I didn't really know what to call it, because uh, I mean, his his you know ability relies on shadows, obviously. Uh, so I just I just went simple and just called it Shadow Shadow, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Understood. And I, I like, can he control people's movements with the shadows anyway? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it still works, even if you were to use Gecko Moria's, I think. Well, that's pulling people's shadows out of their bodies, which is basically like their soul and not their soul, but it's their shadow and putting it in, in into your scary one. minion zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know what? It's different. got different. It's got different uses. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have to go into it. But yeah. I think he would be a good, uh, like I said, he could he could actually be my right-hand man if I wanted him to. Uh, you know, he's he's definitely up there towards the top in IQ. So I, I, I thought this was a solid choice for me, especially it's it's from Naruto, man. I've done good to get one in there at least. So At least it wasn't Minato. I, I almost. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked it wasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm flabbergasted. Um, 
not seeing Minotaur on your on your crew, but you know what? Props <laughs> to you, my guy. <laughs> but yeah, I think he would be like a good number two. Actually, he's he's smart. He's he has a good sense of duty. Uh, depending on how old the Shikamaru is that you take with you, uh, hopefully he's not saying well, everything's a drag all the time. Obviously, I would take you know current Shikamaru from uh, Boruto. Because, oh, okay. You know, He's yeah. he's top notch in Borto, you know what I mean? Hey, he's just pushing papers. Well, I mean, it's he's not just nice pushing papers, it, so he, no, he's still capable, bro. Oh, so. definitely. Yeah, I mean that is the right hand man of the Hokage, so yeah, solid choice. So, definitely. What about well, you, Dan? For my navigator, I went the same route as Bass actually, and picked someone who can have a couple roles for me. I picked Senku Ishigami from Doctor Stone. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a literal super genius. Facts. That's my guy. And I mean, the man can invent anything you want out of rocks, minerals, <laughs> and grass. So I think having the advantage of being in a semi relevant society that isn't very scientific, I'd have a freaking rocket ship. You know, like they got, they got, they got, they got cars in one piece. I think like you get gasoline, no problem. You know, like we can make shit happen. Oh, for sure. Um, I, I think Bulma's a little better because she doesn't have to go through the, the 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 scientific process. She can just pull something out the closet. But Senku's a great pick. What do you Senku's mean? I think pick. Bulma's way better. You know, Thank she's you. a she's a waifu, bro. Come on, come now. on, come on. <laughs> but yeah, no, Senku actually is a, is a great pick, and uh. I think he has like obviously he has good leadership qualities. He runs the kingdom of science. Yeah, I mean, dude went from rubbing rocks together when he was first like, uh, you know, unstonified or whatever we're gonna call it, unpetrified, to building a battleship in like two years. So I mean, my ship's never gonna be that bad in shape. I mean, Senku can handle that. Um, again, you know, he's not like a top-notch fighter. Well, he can fight with science. I mean, dude makes gas bombs. He make, he literally makes gunpowder. He can make all that from seashells and random oil you find out in the field. So he's definitely capable on that front. And I did give him a devil fruit. So he's got the Nomi, 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 which is the brain brain fruit. I'm not going to spoil anything, but Sheesh. basically it lets you remember everything. Basically... Well, good job spoiling it. I wasn't going to say the name. Oh, why would you say that? <laughs> okay, well, okay. Just... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> I thought that was kind of known, but I, it's really easy to infer who would have that yeah. in the One Piece world after I said the brain brain fruit. But yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah. going to say it. <laughs> but one well, thing. Moving on. Oh, um... well, I got one thing more. Go ahead. So Sanku developed radar and sonar from glass and sticks. So again, <laughs> I, I got a better version of a log post coming, no problem. <laughs> I mean, like, and what would be cool is like he could come up with things on the fly, like while he's on an island, um, to help defeat enemies or get the resources they need or any, pretty much anything. Yeah, I wouldn't have to worry about much, right? Wouldn't have to worry about drinking water. He'd have like a desalination tool. Like I'd be good, man. I think it would be really useful to have in the boat. So Agreed. the good thing is, is that since Shikamaru isn't able to make these kind of things, you know, um, I will talk about it a little bit later. But I have someone that can actually replicate that 
uh, whatever y'all are making. So thanks for doing the work for me, boys. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, what a fuck, boy. Well, do you guys want to get into our next crew member? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing snipers now. We're our wild cards, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Our Usops, if you will. Um, okay, okay. So I picked somebody, uh, which you guys probably did not expect. I picked Teppa Murakami from Revenger. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember who that was, but uh, okay. I only watched six episodes and I saw what I needed to see. <laughs> uh, he was the guy who shot that big compound bow, that armor-piercing bow into the boat. Dude's and pretty much jacked, completely bro. swole. He's huge. <laughs> He's huge. Um, but what I really liked was his ability to not only pull that boat back, which was a flex all by itself, was into, but actually, you know, hear him talking about the wind, the movement of the boat, and the angle which he, with, which he was shooting at was really cool. Uh, but I actually gave him the uh, Buki Buki Nomi, the arm arm fruit from Baby Five. So mm-hmm. not only is he already like a ridiculous marksman, the man's got unlimited blickies. <laughs> he can turn himself into any weapon, has unlimited ammo. He, he's a walking blick. I'm like, you, you kidding me? And uh, he's also a good flex doctor because in the show, Revengers, he is a doctor. So I kind of put my little business hat on with this one, guys. I didn't want to rely on anybody for any like one thing. <laughs> so I got a lot of Oprah overlapping uh, characters. But uh, I mean, just think about how useful it would be. Uh, I mean, you can have a 50 cal with like a, 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 a heat sensor on it. Um, I kind of made him a little OP with the arm arm fruit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> but he, he would also be good for like close quarter combat because you have things like Uzis. He can also do hand to hand combat. Uh, he has a good sense of duty. Um, he cares about the people that are around him, which is a, extremely important for the One Piece crew because you have to have so much trust when you think about how long the Straw Hats have been together. It's not long and they trust each other with, with, with their lives. But what do you guys think about my pick? I think it's a good pick. I really kind of want you to go watch Revengers now. And I'm just hoping there's some like big twist where he's actually a bad guy or something and like kills everyone. Because <laughs> I haven't watched it either. So I don't know. But that'd be uh, really okay. funny. Yeah, I got six episodes and I was like, once I saw that, I was like, that's my guy. I don't know. I don't know, but that's my guy. Um, he was also a pirate prior to being a doctor. So he's, he's, got, he's got experience already. So we're good to go, boys. Hey, it checks out, bro. <laughs> I would also I like probably like down the line, give him like some sort of observation hockey uh, just to make him even more deadly. Because why the fuck not at that point? Um, I definitely said the same thing about my sniper, so. It makes so much sense. It just makes so much fucking sense. It's a sniper in one piece. They got to have observation hockey, you know? Right. Got to be able to up the pole with accuracy. Um, But that's pretty much it out of mine. Uh, Tyler, if if you want to go ahead and take the the baton. Yeah, so mine really isn't a sniper. Um, It's kind of like a wild card. Uh, I would call her more like an engineer and like a maybe a cook on the side. Uh, um, it is actually Momo from My Hero Academia. And I gave her the, uh, I'm going to call it like the create, create fruit. I don't know if there's anything like that in one piece, but uh, <laughs> it's, I don't know the Japanese name for it. But basically her ability is to, she can create any non-living item uh, 
such as, you know, shit parts, anything that we would possibly need, as long as she knows, like, the uh, makeup of it, basically. Um, and she's very, her IQ is very high, and uh, I feel like she could make, you know, food. Like, she could just, you know, summon food, basically, uh, create food, ingredients, whatever, for my cook or you know herself to cook as well so there this you know what i go ahead dan i was gonna say you have a massive flaw to your plan of he her being your cook she creates using the lipids in her body which she gets from eating well so if she's creating food it's just uh yeah well i i use the term cook loosely uh you know she's not my main cook uh she's basically the she's more like the engineer okay. so to speak you know the one that can like create you know stuff to fix the ship mm-hmm. and a pinch you know stuff like that so i was gonna say if she's creating stuff to fix your ship she's got to be feasting <laughs> yeah i mean you know what's what i love about one piece though tyler you made a a, a random fruit but there actually is a create create fruit Okay, what is it? Who's well, got so, it? I mean, I think so, it's a fan. It's a fan fruit. There's a lot is of. Is it a fan fruit? Yeah, it's the no. saku, sakuse sakuse no me. It's a fan fruit from the One Piece fan on wiki, which is like the fan uh, canon. Yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, yeah. technically, technically, one of my characters have a has a fruit that has a name, but it's not a real One Piece fruit. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. So remember when I was saying that, you know, Shikamaru doesn't have the ability probably to make a log pose or a a dragon, like a Dragon Ball radar or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, my girl Momo, you know, once y'all get it made, she can just snatch that up. She can just make us one for Shikamaru to use, right? (laughs) I feel like she has to understand the inner workings of it to make it, right? Is that how... My Hero Academia. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like this that could be easily done if she, you know, you wanted know, to. Our engineers so. are so good, we can just let your broke ass have one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> what it works, man. I ain't I'm giving, taking handouts right now. I ain't giving <laughs> shit to a rival crew in the grand no, line. What you talking about? Y'all picked the top one and top two uh, engineers, so... There's better engineers out there than, and than Sanku. He's just he's just a good guy. Yeah. So I, I, did, the, I did the best with what I had uh, in my mind. Like I said, mm-hmm. if if we needed like a some salt or something, bro, or you know some sugar or some you know rice, I don't know. She could just make some. It's easy. I feel like her ability, her devil fruit, we're calling it, would come in handy in like a lot of situations. But like the boy said, you know, obviously she has to keep her calories up because that's where it comes from. Uh, right. I don't, you know, maybe I could uh, sweet talk the boys and and get out of that uh, situation and just say it just appears with no uh, limitations. So <laughs> He's always trying to sidestep the rules, bro. He's always trying to sidestep the rules. Every single fucking segment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I got. Like I said, she's a genius. Um, she plays very high in the rankings of, uh, you know, the testing and stuff like that. She's pretty skilled in combat. You know, I, I don't know what else to say about her. She's she's a she's a she's a good woman, bro. 
I don't think we can put her in the genius category. We got Senku and Bulma on the list. So hey, man, we'll give you she's, she's very smart. I don't think we could put her in the genius category with Sh- Shikamaru either, honestly, but she's above she's average good, intelligence. So. She's really good. She's smarter than me, so we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, let me get into my sniper. So I picked Yoko from Gurren Lagan. Uh, basically, she is a sniper through and through. And she's a badass babe. She is the waifu of my crew. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, basically, she is like probably the best s- sniper in all of Gurren Lagan. And I mean, this is like intergalactic warfare like throwing galaxies at each other and she's just out there with a gun so she's <laughs> hanging with the best of them um i definitely she's a think hell of a good sniper good choice yeah, she's a hell of a babe too i need, need somebody in a bikini on the boat you know like this part it's, it's part of being a pirate right it, it yeah. is man you, you gotta have some some balance with the energy going on I <laughs> well i got momo bro shit <laughs> and Momo's in high school, bro. Chill. Yeah, yeah relax. <laughs> no, easy this is there, my dog. world. Oh, we're, also, there, we're, also, we're also like 19 in this situation, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Or, Luffy was 17 when he went out? Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're all the same age, bro. So. Uh, but one <laughs> thing that I was thinking of is since I have my boy Senku on the boat, I can make her some really badass fucking guns. She's going to have more than a sniper. She's going to have... Unlike Bass with the blicky blicky fruit, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have a few set weapons that she's very good with. She'll have a couple pistols and she'll have the big 50 cal Barrett on her back. We'll be good to go. But I definitely think she's the kind of person who would develop some high level observation hockey down the line. I mean, she snipes. It's her job. Women can hit a wombat from, you know, 10 clicks away, whatever you want to call it. Mm hmm. But I think the most important part is she's very caring for her friends, no matter how stupid they act. And with the crew I'm putting together, we're going to have some shenanigans going on. <laughs> and she's always really level headed in a battle situation. You see it throughout Girl Log on the whole time. So, <laughs> yeah, solid choice, my man. Solid choice. Yeah. And she's uh, babe. Yeah. <laughs> big time, big time, big time. So I think the cooks are next, and I am up. So, I couldn't find too many, like, great cooks uh, that I had actually watched the anime for. I actually ended up going with Bon from The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, He's actually a, a self-taught cook. I believe him and Meliodas get in the cooking contest and he wins. He actually makes a really delicate meal. Um, I think that was the first season. And But he would also be, like, one of my main fighters, just like Sanji. But something I would have to do to, like, enhance that, because we know Bon and Seven Daily Sins, his power is either he can, like, rip your organs out of your body just by, like, uh, exchanging it with his power. But he also can take your physical abilities as you hit him. He can take your stamina, your strength. So to kind of mirror that and, like, keep him in his brawling style, I went with the Wara, Wara no me, the straw straw fruit that Hawkins has. Um, he would have to like keep his physical abilities as far as like at least some of his strength and speed to be able to like box with people just in, in one piece. But I think that's fair. It can be scaled down easily. Um, but yeah, he's actually surprisingly loyal. He's a kind of a piece of shit. He gets drunk all the time, which I'm here for. Uh, but he's, you know, as we see, saw with like Elaine, 
he's very loyal to her. So if he cares about our crew, he's going to ride for us 100%. So he's not a mortal in this situation, right? He has no, no. That's why I gave him. That's how, that's why I gave him the Wara. Wara. Okay. Uh, Because he can also uh, put the dolls inside of him so he can be Brawlic or Brawly, I should say. Um, Okay. I think that would have been a really good fruit for him. What's up? The op op fruit. I, I was going to do that, but we've used it on the, on the show before, and I was just trying to be like creative. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about removing organs, nobody's better at ripping out 100 hearts than our boy Law, so. Dude, that was, that was my first <laughs> choice. Uh, I let it sit and let it simmer for a while, let it marinate, and I was like, nah, I got to choose something else. I can, I can do better. I can do better. Um, and plus, like, with the Appa Appi, you know me, like, he wouldn't be able to, like, get in your face too much. It would, like, change his whole fighting style at the same time, I feel like. True. I don't know. I mean, like with the way Law fight, Law, I think Law is just a lot more intelligent with it. And Bond would just be like, "I'm gonna come rip your heart out." <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> you could throw time. a walk and like just be in your face and punch mm-hmm. the shit at you. So that would yeah. work. That would also work. But yeah, that was my first thought, Dan. I was like, "Dude, the op obvious like gas." Um, but yeah, um, he can cook. He's obviously gonna be a great fighter. Um, but in the end. He's a fucking great drinking buddy, and he's loyal. That's why he's coming with me. Um, <laughs> but the Warwar no me is, is obviously a really, really strong fruit. It can create a lot of conundrums for whoever you're fighting. Yeah, I definitely think that'd be a better fruit if it wasn't with some weird uh, tarot card, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because he can like create like the straw man with like the, uh, the nails for fingers or whatever. He can do some really, really cool things with that. Um, and like, like imagining like an awakening, awakening of that fruit, turning things into like straw that you can control and like, it can be like, like daggers and things like that. It'd be fucking awesome. So Hell yeah, dude, I think Bond's too, a good one. Too bad. Uh, old Hawkins was too stupid to, you know, fight for himself, you know, he's too scared. So yeah, he's always looking at his cards like a little bitch boy. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. What was you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say you're up, dude. Go for it. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. knock it out. Well, uh, so my cook uh, is also my healer. So and I picked Orihime from Bleach. Um, you know, basically. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do that, bro? Oh, no, listen, listen. Y'all don't understand. I only seen like half of Bleach and I know better than that. What are you she doing? at a bakery, bro. She can cook up a good meal. Oh, she can. No, she makes terrible go. food. Are you kidding me? That's the whole thing. God, <laughs> bro. No, you're gonna be eating, like hot she dogs makes, on like, chocolate pasta ones. What do you want? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You're gonna be eating hot dogs and chocolate. It tastes good. They say it tastes good, bro. Chocolate covered pasta. Sounds right, nutritious and I, I mean, I mean, chocolate gravy, bro. Come on, like people, people, people come up with this shit and they like, oh, this shit looks horrible. When they taste it, it's actually good, bro. No, no, no. But the thing is, is if like a, a professional chef said, I'm going to put a little dark chocolate and gravy, make it a little rich. Like, yeah, that could probably work. But she's taking the Hershey syrup and putting it on her pasta. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure it's is fine. It, bro? Is you're it, gonna, is gonna, it, bro? You're, you're going to need a dentist on your freaking it, crew, it, too, it, dude. Listen, <laughs> God, is if, anything, if anything, if it turns out too bad, I got my boy Shikamaru. He can whip us up something, I'm sure. So, And Momo, I'm sure she knows how can to cook, Can he canonically too. cook? Oh, Shikamaru? Yeah. Man, man's got an IQ of 200. Of course he can cook. That don't even... Nah, that's not how that works, dog. <laughs> 
That's not how that works at all. <laughs> listen, listen, she's Orihime. You know, uh, we we don't need her cooking. You know, to be great, we need her as a healer mostly. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> that's one of the main. So you have no her. cook. In short, he has no cook. I, bro, listen. We start with five. You know, right? Okay. I we shortly gain one soon, so that's that's when I'm gonna get my you know Sanji. Uh, I'm gonna find it. All right. But right okay. now we're making do with what we got. So. Well, hopefully the Baratier is very close. <clears throat> well, uh, but speaking of her other more prominent, uh, you know, aspect, which is the healer, and you know, I gave her the reject reject fruit because that's kind of what she does. Uh, and it's what her ability does. She can basically like um, provide a healing shield, a shield that heals uh, whoever whoever's in it or herself, and it does that by basically reversing time, you know, in inside of it and undoing whatever injuries occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's really good at healing. Uh, she's she's really good at defensive uh, measures, you know, with the shields and stuff like that, uh, rejecting any attack coming at her. And she's got some offensive spells, uh, offensive uh, attacks up her sleeve. It do, does with uh, like some cutting attacks. I believe she's not going to be like a main fighter, whatever. She's just basically my healer and, or he may, and she's going to cook me some good food, bro. Y'all trust y'all come over sometime. Enjoy your your chili pepper olive oil mustard sauce on top of animal crackers dude good hey, luck how many times have y'all seen ichigo or any of them say that was shitty it was just they're like the, oh that's the, so good the entire first season of bleach nobody would touch her food and it was a running gag the entire that's time they were scared bro i would have eaten it be, you're a psycho you would have eat <laughs> eaten the chocolate pasta listen, you listen. on demon time we are Monkey D. Luffy. Does that man turn anything down? Have you seen him eat? I, I have not heard the word meat come out of your mouth once, dude. <laughs> She's, I mean, we got meat, bro. We're going to eat meat. Chocolate covered <laughs> meat. On them. I'll have Bond free some food for you, bro. Yeah, I mean, thanks, bro. This, man's not, this <laughs> man's not making over reverse mountain right now, folks. <laughs> oh, we got this. My, my, my team of pirates are very resourceful and we will adapt and overcome We're not strong but we got spirit <laughs> and we will overcome our obstacles and surpass our limits he's just gonna turn into like oh, the old barto of our one piece world that he's gonna be chasing us around with flags with our faces on a bass don't worry about it okay so that's that's my healer Okay. Flash cook, y'all y'all can hate on it all you want, but she's gonna be making some fire tasting shit. So. I, like I 100 percent agree with with you picking her as your doctor or your healer because that makes a ton of sense. But <laughs> look, you you opened up with eating. You opened up with yeah, her being a chef with that's, that's all the heels. Category was cook. You so. could have slipped in the cook part later, <laughs> and I probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> But that, that's why I mentioned that Momo was kind of like my side cook, too, because she's got to know how to cook, too, right? Come he's, on now. He's got a serious case of too many chefs in the kitchen going on right now, folks. <laughs> Listen, we, it's fine. This, we will make do until we find a more permanent cook later on. 
See, y'all don't, y'all didn't find your chopper right now. I guess y'all kind of did, but you know, later on down the road, when we find our chopper, I'm going to find a cook instead. So. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. He's going to pick someone from food wars. So his entire crew is just orgasming every time they eat a bite of food. <laughs> <laughs> but right now I think we can make do right now. So. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta persevere. Adapt, yeah, persevere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go, man. Chocolate well, pasta for dinner, baby. <laughs> <laughs> for my chef, I did or cook. I did pick someone who really enjoys food. I picked Charmy from Black Clover, and I'm giving her the Hitsu Hitsu Nomi or the Sheep Sheep Fruit. So Charmy and Black Clover, basically, her magic is sheep magic, and she just summons sheep minions to cook her food all day. And they be <laughs> chefing it up in the fucking kitchen. They be making gourmet-looking dishes. Oh, yeah. But the problem with her is, though, she tries to eat it all. Like, you're going to have to feed her, which has the appetite of Luffy, plus Luffy, too, yourself. That's fine. We got the sheep magic to make it happen, dude. We'll just start cutting up sheeps. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. Well, lamb for dinner again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> But the other reason I picked her is because Charmy's actually a really good fighter. Um, I'm not going to give her her food magic, her secondary magic, but she can summon this massive fucking sheep monster, which is on par with like monster point from Chopper. So we're getting some we're getting some fists out of Charmy, too. And she's fucking hilarious. So I really tried to bring some good comedic relief into my crew because I'm going to be stuck on a boat with them a lot and I want to be having a good time. <laughs> so I picked Charmy for my cook. I think she'd be kick ass at it. And I got a giant sheep and I have a sheep boat. So we got a theme. We're the sheep sheep pirates now, folks. Sheep sheep. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I am worried about with my crew is like how how bumping it's going to be uh, on my on my boat at all times uh i got some boma she can keep it kind of light sometimes she's she's a fun person i would say uh teppa eh. bon he just likes to get drunk he's like not the happy kind of drunk though he's like the sad kind of drunk I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> um well yeah i thought that was a pretty solid choice there third hand yeah that yeah. was creative that was actually really creative so um, Who's gonna keep Luffy in check though? Like Me? on Dan's crew. Yeah. Yoko? Jinku? Yoko? Yoko? Okay. She, she kicks, yeah, she Yoko kicks, would be good for she, that actually. She she is very Nami esque where she kicks the shit okay, out of okay. uh Kamina the entire first half of her <laughs> log on. So we got that going for us. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he'll be he'll be kept in line pretty well. I got you. Okay. Cool. Well, Bass, I've never you seen give her us- in login, so yeah peak get on it dude <laughs> oh you haven't seen it i didn't realize that he doesn't no. like mecha anime because he, oh, he's, sc- yeah, he's, he's scarred guy. he's scarred from fortnite dude remember oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that Chill, was a bro. Fucking great story uh, <laughs> <laughs> a man hasn't watched so many good shows just because there's giant robots in it he hasn't watched code geass he hasn't watched any gundam he hasn't watched girl laga like he's missing out on so much good anime i've watched darling in the frog so so yeah you picked one where they have to hump in the robot to make it move <laughs> i've watched one back <laughs> anime <laughs> i thought that was top tier too so oh boy it was a good show 
Okay. <laughs> Moving on to my first mate. Um, I picked the one, the only Levi, Captain Levi from AOT. Um, that's my swordsman. That's easy peasy. The short king. Um, also my first mate. I think he has like the mental capabilities for it. He is, I believe, a natural leader. He knows what people need, and he would be good at keeping me in check. Also, throughout the story of like One Piece, like we saw Luffy's, I think leadership, uh, quality of leadership improved. Part, partly thanks to like Zoro. So I think he could actually help me with doing that without throughout going through the story. Um, no devil fruit. He don't need one. Give me a break and uh, two sword style. Easy peasy. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, pretty much just like Zoro, but shorter. Um, he has a good a good temperament, and he would eventually need some like advanced armament hockey, uh, reminiscent of Zoro. I don't know if he needs like you know the full conqueror's hockey. Actually, a little bit later he would, but um, I think I mean he's just like Zoro two point for me. Man. I thought it was a pretty I, straightforward. I feel like with Bulma on your team too, that she could probably make him some you know some gear. You know what I mean. Oh, man, yeah. Let's him fly around a little bit, you know? Dude, ODM gear in a naval fight with two boats would be so broken. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. Would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, if we just use, like, one-piece physics where people can jump, like, so goddamn far, I think, like, he, I think he'd, like, be okay without it, honestly. I think oh, he'd yeah. be good with straight sword play. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of his, like, special moves, though, do come from the ODM gear, you know? But I guess he's also fighting titans, not people. Right, he wouldn't need to do all that. Yeah, he wouldn't need. He He's would only need cool. to be go up like what, probably twelve, fifteen foot or so. It'd be fucking cool if he did, though. Yeah. <laughs> Can you just imagine, imagine him going off on Kaido? Oh, not even imagine Sheesh. Zoro or sorry, uh, Levi versus Pika. Ooh. And just Rosa. That's a wrap. Giant That's an man. That'd be such a good fight. So yeah, he'd, keep, no, he'd, keep, he'd keep going further the nape. <laughs> <laughs> it would work though it would work though smashing swords on the day but like why the fuck do these break oh he's made of rock dude it would get so dark if he was only going for napes <laughs> it would get so dark so fast uh, i think that's a good pick though you know he was like second command in the uh, scout regiment for a long time so right and like so one thing that i wanted to like think about for him was like why what would his like dream be? So we like know Zoro's is like, you know, I want to be the greatest swordsman in the world. And I can even figure out one for Bon and Bulma. Tepa I'm having a hard time with, but I just don't know what his motivation would be to like continue throughout the story. That's the one thing I'm struggling with with him. But outside of that, I think it's a solid choice. Definitely, man. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know either, man. It's, Levi is so mysterious and and like just quiet about himself you know what i mean i don't know um, i think i think his dream really is to protect his friends that's it you know yeah i, I mean, think once we like once we became friends like he'd be like yeah like i would die for these people 100 percent. yeah well uh i guess i'll get into mine now uh my i don't know if i'm gonna call him my first mate like I still haven't decided which one's my first mate between uh, Shikamaru and this one, but uh, I think he has the possibility of being first mate. 
But he, this is my swordsman. His name is Kimpachi the Rocky from Bleach. <laughs> and this dude is a badass, bro. Like he, this, this man is basically Zoro on steroids, probably. Would See, you, the, thing, the thing about Kimpachi is, I, I think he would actually be fun to watch in One Piece because you could just tell him, hey, there's a, a strong motherfucker on this island. Yeah. You just let him go rampage and catch up with him later. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. I mean, it's basically Where what Zoro does, right? You know, just like, hey, bro, I'm going to go get this dude. You find the other strong some gun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nah, he, he would, Kenpachi would love love being in uh, One Piece. I feel like the problem with Kenpachi, though, is that he would always want to fight the strongest one. And hey, bro. you wouldn't be the main character anymore, dude. No, you'd just, I would. You'd be, you'd be the side chick. <laughs> That's what they thought about Ichigo too, and look at Ichigo. He still managed to be the main character. Like, I don't even have to step off the ship, bro. Like, I can be like Shanks, just sit back, chill. That's while so everybody's doing my work for me. I want to mm-hmm. yell "gum gum pistol" as many times as I can, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, if my man Kenpachi wants to take on the strongest guy, he can. I'll 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 go fight the minions. I'll keep the minions. That's not off the way, him. bro. That's not the way. <laughs> So wow. I guess I guess Shikamaru is the first mate and Kenpachi's the captain and you're just kind of like there now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Damn. And to to take this even further, like we got uh we got this is like po- pre uh Grand Line we said, so he still got his eye patch on right now. So wait till we get to Wano and he actually takes his eye patch off. I don't know if Bass gets this reference or not, but Kimpachi without the eye patch, it's it's over, man. It's it's done. It's a wrap. Yeah, some so, serious. Um, I guess since it's not spiritual pressure, would it be containing his? I guess it'd be conquerors, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah it'd, it'd be containing his. Yeah. be containing his conquerors hockey. So yeah, yeah, that'd be a wrap, dude. I mean, his yeah. spiritual pressure is off the charts. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So, Good luck having uh, like higher conquerors hockey than that, man. Holy shit. I think you may have like boxed yourself out of your own anime here, bud. <laughs> no, it's fine, bro. I'll, I'll keep him in raps. Don't worry. Ken I got uh, a... Not, not him being number three on his own me, crew. This is crazy. <laughs> Listen. Sabotage the whole time. I don't really think I have to worry about Dan's crew with Kenpachi on mine, but I'm kind of worried about Fastest a little bit just because, you know, Levi's on it, but... I, I guess I got him. when I made my decisions, I decided to pick characters who could be like at the level of what you would find before the grand line and to see how they develop, you know, like, I mean, my swordsman is a joke compared to that. Oh, yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, yeah, Levi ain't got shit to do with Kampachi, though. I ain't no. seen a swordsman yet. But if you scale Kampachi down to like a reasonable level, like he's it's not that. It's like, yeah, uh, if you scaled him, if you scaled him down to Zoro's level, he'd just be a big meathead with a with a sword. Yeah, but it's fine when when he actually gets to that level, you know, uh, when the eye patch is coming off, where it needs to come off, man, people are gonna be in trouble. Like, yeah, later he, in the story, he'd be he'd be very powerful though. Like, I'm I'm thinking future. You know what I mean? Like this this dude is. I don't know, like, I think he's really, really strong. Like y'all said, I might have trouble containing him, but also I think that 
I think I can figure out how to keep him under wraps. Like, like Bass was saying, just tell him there's a strong dude and, you know, whatever. Just let him let go do his shit, bro. Yeah. He's going to snuff him out. He's going to he's gonna go figure out, you know, try to be the, the greatest, the strongest, you know, so. Yeah, that's all he wants anyway. Yeah. So, I thought it was so, pretty cool. So, what you good. got for us, Dan? Well, so I went a little different route than Tyler here, and I didn't pick someone very scary. Um, so I picked Gintoki from Gintama, and he's going to be my swordsman slash first mate. He's unpowered with a wooden sword, because that's how my man rolls. So the first reason I picked him is because every ship needs some good comedic relief. And, like, I'm only, like, 20 episodes into Gintama, but that mm-hmm. show is so fucking funny. They make fun of every other anime there is in it. So he's already got the vibes I need for my ship. Like, my ship's just going to be a party. Um, and surprisingly, he's actually a top-tier samurai. Before he decided to hang up the metal and go with a wooden sword, mm-hmm. he was uh, feared by all the Amanto, which are the aliens that invade Earth. And there was this massive war between them and the Japanese samurai. So my man can my man can box, you know, he can fucking box with the wooden sword. He's cutting robots in half of the wooden sword. So, you know, that's got to oh, be some like, then. yeah, that's got to be some like hidden ornament hockey. That's just we don't know about it yet. You know, he's already got he's already got the moves. Um, he his comes nick- over it out the box. That's crazy. His All nickname right. is the white Yaksa, which is a type of demon in Buddhism and Hinduism. So he's got a badass nickname already. That's on par with. The pirate hunter. That's a little more badass in my opinion. He will bring much sage-like advice to the crew. Gin always just has something up his some wise words up his sleeve, no matter how stupid they are. He loves to he loves to use tricks and manipulation to get a step up on his foes. There's a scene where he's fighting the head of the Shinsengumi, which are like the um kind of like the police in Gintama. And he's like, oh, you can use my sword. And it turns out before the fight, he said, I've got to go take a shit, ran to the bathroom and whittled down his sword around the hill, his wooden sword around the hill. Mm -hmm. So the minute it was swung, it would snap in half. And he uses some other kid's sword and just beats the shit out of him. (laughs) He's got tricks up his sleeve, man. I think think this is a great pick. And he's definitely going to lock arm in it. I mean, he probably already has if he can cut robots in half observation hockey and i think deep down i'm not far enough in the anime to know yet but i think he's the kind of guy who can lock conquerors hockey well okay. i i don't i don't know why you would have your com- comedian your entertainer to be your first mate though that's that's the worrisome um <laughs> what is that well you know you want your first mate to be someone you like really count on you know oh he's very and- dependable he's just funny Oh, well, okay. the whole show is a meme, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you watch a dub, they're talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson in like the third episode. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I gotta start watching this sometime. Yeah, it sounds so, interesting to me. It's so good. You just gotta get past the old four by three aspect. You're good to go. Ah, that's the drawback. But I'm really enjoying the show, and I want to talk about Gintama. So that's why we got Good Tokyo on the team. <laughs> <laughs> But I think he, he, you know, he is a he is a leader for his little odd jobs company, and he does have a lot of those characteristics, and he's very caring, and he helps the people out all the time. So I feel like he'd be a great first mate, and I'd laugh my ass off the whole time watching Charmy 
fat as fuck with their sheep sort of around making plates of food. I'm eating good. Mm. And, we, and we got good just joking around the whole time, man. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. It'd, it'd be funny to have uh, your, your two Sinku and like uh, Yoko, they're, they're more like stoic, I guess, you know, the, the calm, you know, uh, people, right? So you need to have uh, like Charmy. Sinku's pretty yeah. animated, actually. Yeah, Sanku, Sanku's very animated. His yeah, he knows how to have a good time. He His facial expressions are very fun. He's like he's like a hidden jokester. Yes, like 100%. he likes to he likes to fuck with people, and I'm here for that. And then Yoko, yeah, she is. You know, she's calm and cool, and collected in battle, but she's really fun outside of battle. And she's so always Dan has the most fun crew because yeah, that's, that's the one thing I was. Yeah, that's the one thing I'm very very worried about. Mine uh, between Teppa, Levi, and Bond. I'm going to be struggling for some laughs, but uh, I think Boom will be able to keep it light. Boom is going to make us have fun, probably. I can see her doing some bullshit like that. Well, I feel like my crew is, you know, pretty wild card, so. <laughs> yeah, your your crew is either going to conquer the Grand Line or not even make it over Reverse Mountain. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> We're Boomer Bust, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you can know. if you can keep Kempachi from killing everybody, you're straight. Yeah, yeah. Just wait until Kempachi finds out that you've unlocked Conqueror's hockey and he just looks at you and goes, We're we're fucking boxing. <laughs> we're gonna fight to the death real quick, man. Yeah, yeah, you're not you're not even you're not even making it past freaking Fishman Island, dude. You're not even going down to the water. You're just getting tanked beforehand. <laughs> He's just gonna be like, We need to fight now. Kind of like he does it you go. Yeah. What what well what would be good though is like if you're just like always so far ahead of him to where he, like he can't kill you, you'd be in a good spot. But if, if he ever got like relative to you, like 80, 90% of your power, you, you're going to have some fucking problems. Well, I think, you know, as like One Piece does, you know, I think Zoro is, and Zoro and Luffy, I think is a good dynamic where in that aspect, I think Kimpachi and Luffy you know, could do the same as, you know, dynamic as well. You know what I mean? So I think they could, I, I feel like Z Kenpachi and Zoro could be the same level throughout the whole show. If you, if that makes sense, you know, Kenpachi is pretty strong and in his own universe. So I feel yeah. like, you know, it'd be the kind of it could be looked at as the same if that makes sense. Uh, you just got to keep him off of the rest of your crew and yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's the big challenge. Like as, as far as strength, there's no, I got no concerns about that at all. Yeah, it's just a personality. He's so he's so much of a wild card, and like I said, maybe Shikamaru can help me out with that. You know, uh, maybe he can kind of figure help me figure it out if he gets too wild. You know, Shigeru Morgan just uses thing to just stop him for a while or something. I don't know. You know, him fighting Mihawk would actually be really, really good for your crew. Yeah, that 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 actually could solve that. I think, but he might actually pull it off. You never know. No, you he's know, not really. Come, come on, come on, man. <laughs> come, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, I I uh. So for my first mate, I picked. Uh, gold D Roger and for my navigator I picked Whitebeard and for <laughs> my cook I picked Zeph. We're good. So three of the most legendary pirates in One Piece, you know. So no, no cap though. I was uh I was this close 
to pick in Subaru for my for my. Bro, I saw, I, I saw you had that shit written down, and I was like, "How is he gonna explain it?" What were you? So, I'm not even trying to be like condescending, but what what was your thought process there? So, I felt like he could be a very good tactician. Um, before I thought of Shikamaru, because this man can literally just go and figure out whatever intel he wants and die and just come back. Well, it would reset everything. So, like, but he would keep his knowledge. I feel like that fruit can't exist in one piece. I I feel like I could make it happen. <laughs> what if it just reset him? Yeah, I feel like what I could. What if he went like, for like from a save point and if, he just got rewound to wherever he was? If I would have thought about it, if I wouldn't have picked Shikamaru, if I would have thought about it a little bit more, but mm-hmm. see the thing, the only reason why I didn't pick him over Shikamaru is because I don't think Subaru could have navigated very well. He also I don't can't. Think can, my other crew. Could can, navigate very well either. So he can't box at One Piece level, dude. Like that'd be—I'd be worried about that. Who, uh, Subaru? Yeah, yeah, He'd but pretty see, much that's useless not, otherwise. That's that's not what I was going to use him for, though. You know, I was going to use him as easy. I felt like he was a very good tactician and uh, leader type role in the later parts of ReZero. I thought. Uh, okay, I haven't seen that far yet. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking gotcha. you're going to have some anxiety-ridden kid who just goes and dies and is just petrified the entire time he's on your boat. Yeah, well, he he actually like leads uh, a movement. I wouldn't say an army, but like a movement against other people at one point, and it's actually pretty good. It goes pretty well. But obviously, you know, his uh, experience with dying and uh, the experience gained through that uh, helped him lead those huh. charges. But like I said, I, if I actually would have put thought into it, if if it wasn't for the fact that, I'd, you know, he couldn't really help me with navigation like Shikamaru could, like I would have made it where he would be of help to me as a, like a tactician type deal by using his return to life. Uh, uh, ability, I would have, I would have, I would have made it work. I would have figured something out. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty good at bullshitting my way out of shit. So, <laughs> fair enough, my friend. Fair enough. But yeah, what uh, I guess that wraps it up, right? Is that all of it? Yeah, I mean, the only other character I wanted was there's a sniper in Gundam, but I didn't think the Gundam Gundam fruit was going to fly with you guys, so I decided to not go that route. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. But awesome. Well, guys, we appreciate y'all hanging out. We hope you enjoyed um, our review and discussion of Wolf Children as well as our One Piece cruise. Uh, Jump in the Discord, linktree.com slash animedgens. Who would you pick from anime to join your crew? Jump in the Discord, let us know, and we'll catch you next week, guys. Peace. Later.